Okay, so today on the podcast, we have Andrew Workman. He is a 2013 graduate of Chapmanville Regional High School. Following high school, he enlisted in the United States Marine Corps, where he would serve for four years as a radio operator with artillery and infantry. After his deployment, he began coaching again at uh, Chapmanville Regional High School. He assisted by calling plays for the JV offense. And then in 2018, he began his coaching career at West Virginia State uh, at the collegiate level where he was also a student assistant and a safeties coach. I knew you would love to hear from Coach Workman as we talk about a bunch of different topics on the podcast. And thank you for listening. All right. Welcome uh, back to the podcast. We have Coach Workman here today. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Coach. Man, it's, uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, I appreciate you being here. And uh, we talked a little bit before we started, but please, I, I interrupted you. Please give the listener a little background about yourself before we start. Uh, yes. So I'm, uh, I'm Andrew Workman, uh, tight end fullbacks coach at West Virginia State University. Um, originally from Chapmanville, West Virginia, which is right down the road. And uh, graduated there in 2013, played football there, ran track. Right out of high school, you know, I had some opportunities to run some track, but I ultimately decided to enlist into the United States Marine Corps. Uh, so I left September of 2013 to go to Paris Island, South Carolina, which is an absolute wonderful place. That's a lie. Yeah, the but, sarcasm. Uh, I'm yeah, thinking of the sarcasm yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sand fleas, wonderful. Humidity, wonderful. But uh, uh, it did mold me. It, um, uh, I, it was It's strange because it was the, the best, worst time of my life, if that makes sense. Mm. And, um, you know, Paris Island was a, a great Great three months, but it was uh, cold there at the end, and uh, we got out. Um, and ended up being a radio operator with uh, artillery right out of uh, my uh, MOS school, which is my job school uh, over in Twin Nine Palms, California. And uh, you know, I was pretty good at it. Uh, I hadn't been really, really good at something before, and uh, I was pretty good at it. You know, I had some you know learning curve stuff to get over, but uh, put my head to you know my nose to the grindstone, learned everything I could about propagation waves and. Uh, antennas and uh you know just calm and it, it, it was fun uh but it wasn't <laughs> um so about seven eight months after i got to the fleet marine force um uh, you know i, I um was uh, you know my unit was a 110 kilo battery it's a artillery unit over in um camp Lejeune, north carolina which is down near jacksonville it you know, it's a, it was a good unit, uh, quality command. And, you know, about seven, eight months after I got there, we deployed, it was, it's called a unit deployment program. We went over to Okinawa and we did some stuff over there with the different parts of Japan, different parts of, you know, just little islands right outside Okinawa. And we, uh, we were the first, uh, battery to shoot, um, heavy mortars on the island since the war. So that was, that was fun. Um, I, we had a lot of guys go down for heat injuries. So I ended up having to you know, do some stuff with the battery. That was cool. So did like the, uh, did, like the, the residents know what was going on or they just like, are we at war? <laughs> no, they, they knew what was going on. Uh, they knew what was going on. Some of them, were, some of them were happy. Some of them were not so much, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's, uh, I'll let Fox and CNN talk about that. Um, then, uh, we, we, we got done with that and, um, I was on my post deployment leave and, I get a call from my staff sergeant. Hey, workman, um, there is a uh, what they call a B surf leaving for Romania here in like six months. You 
chop over to infantry and you you go with them, uh, would you be interested? I looked at my watch and you know I looked around and said, absolutely. Yeah, sure, let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, let's do it. Um, so here I go about uh, about a week after I get back from my post employment leave. I uh, you know chop over to the infantry unit with a liaison from artillery, um, and we uh, we go to Twenty Nine Palms, California for our pre deployment training. Then we went over there. Once we got there, we went up to uh, northern Romania near uh, Moldova. Did some training ops there. Um, right after we got back from that, which probably we left. I would say in late January or, or mid January, went up there for that small training exercise, then got back from that. Right after that, we went to the Arctic Circle. We were in the Arctic Circle from uh, early February to mid March. I lost 14 pounds in the first two weeks from uh, just burning calories because when we were there, we were in a squad bay for about three days and then we were out. We were out uh, to deter Russian aggression then to train with the Brits. Oh shoot. So like you're losing all that weight because like it's cold. Yes. What's the, it was, uh, it was about negative 30 the whole time we were there. Um, no sunlight until the week we left and, um, uh, heating on, um, chocolate nuts always. So you can keep your calories. Um, obviously I didn't retain calories very well. So yeah, I lost gee whiz, no doubt. And you know, I was about 145 whenever I stopped losing weight. Now I, I was 150. Mm-hmm. 160 something whenever i got there and you know minus 14 i'm not math math whiz that's why i went to the marine corps there you go Great. Right. Yeah. um and uh you know when we got back from that you know it was fun uh, it was not fun but <laughs> it was a, it was a eye-opening experience mm-hmm. northern lights uh in the middle of the night they look really cool in pictures but you know feeling negative 30 degree weather in a, a windbreaker and a thermal under armor layer and that's it after jog uh, not jogging but uh hiking for uh, 12 clicks. It's not, not great, but it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, but you know, fun stuff. Uh, once we got back from there, you know, we finished up our deployment. I got back in, I would say 2016. And we, uh, you know, from the rest of the time I was there, you know, just training my younger Marines and, mm-hmm. uh, working with, uh, the officers and staff NCOs to try to make calm plans and get things ready. I stayed with the liaison unit. We kept working with the infantry unit that we deployed with. Went back to 29 Palm, California, two more times. Gee whiz. Uh, ended up getting out at uh, in August of 2017. Uh, I ended up getting promoted as a sergeant. Um, that's uh, I was very proud of that. Got uh, Navy and Marine Corps Service Medal right before I got out for my accomplishments. It was, it, um, you know, it, it was it was a very good experience for me because if I would have went to college right out of high school, I I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Uh, I needed that discipline. I needed that, that leadership that it instilled in me. But the whole time I was in the Marine Corps, I knew what I wanted to do when I got out. And I always told people what I wanted to do when I got out and they gave me weird looks. Uh, I wanted to coach football. So, you know, I, I'd always been texting my, uh, my, one of my high school coaches who had taken the head job his name's Rob Dial down at Chapmanville. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he suggested a couple books for me, uh, Tony DeMeo book and a, uh, a Rick Trickett book. Mm-hmm. And I started reading this guy, Rick Trickett. And I was like, He's crazy, by the way. I, yeah, I knew yeah. a guy that played for him. He's like psychotic. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no offense to Coach Trickett, but like he is like, yeah, he's a different dude, man. He's one of those old four guys. I, I didn't know he was in the Marine Corps until I started reading the book. And then I was like, this, this guy's got some good stuff. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, he was in the Marine Corps. Did you know? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but 
there had always been talks of me, you know, coming to help coach mm-hmm. right after I got out. I didn't know right after I got out meant I got out on Friday. I started coaching on Monday. Oh my gosh, gee whiz. So it was fun. Um, just kind of helping, you know, with the scout team, helping in mm-hmm. the box on game day. And then he's like, well, you want to call some plays for the JD offense? I was right. like, yeah, absolutely. Ran dive, ran ISO, ran counter. And for my change-up play, a quarterback, when we run dive, I don't want you to hand it off. I want you to follow him. I like that. That's good. It's like old-school triple option stuff. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't pull. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't but, imagine so. Uh, but, yeah, my, my roots are in the triple option. I, I love option football. I believe it's a – it's a must these days, but I believe that, you know, option football is such a broad term these days because option footballs went from a lateral play mm-hmm. to a vertical play yeah. with the RPOs and, you know, calling it an RPO, excuse me, calling it an RPO. It is a run pass option mm-hmm. where it would be a, a dive pitch. option. Right. So it's, 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 it's option football. And, you know, that's something I learned once I got to West Virginia state and that's, you know, that happened because my wife actually got a job offer from Ernst and Young over in Charleston. And we were living in Chapinville. We, had, we, mm-hmm. we got married after we moved. And um, that was in 2018, the winter of 2018 that we, uh, we made the move. And um, I had started my schooling at the community college and we got over here and, you know, I was talking with coach dial, you know, <laughs> what now? And he's like, well, if you're going to start over, you might, you might as well start over at the next level. So mm. it's like, well, maybe you should take a resume in, you know, see if they need any kind of student assistant help, you know, just anything, manager help at all at West Virginia State or UC. And ultimately, you know, uh, got in contact with one of, the, one of the guys I played with in high school that went to WV State. And um, we, uh, he told me about Coach Pennington. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy sounds pretty awesome. I get, I get there one morning at eight o'clock in the morning and uh, you know, nobody's there. They had been in a staff meeting and I waited and I waited. I didn't tell anybody I was coming. I just, kind of Oh, you showed up. up. I, just showed up go. I like that. Okay. You know, uh, collared shirt, khakis and very, very shiny Marine Corps shoes. A little too shiny, but um, <laughs> they walk out, they look at me. I'm over in the lot. You've been upstairs over there. I was oh, over yeah. in that lobby in front of the TV and they just all like, who's this guy? Yeah. Who's I introduced this guy? myself to like three or four people and you know, I'm telling them who I am, why I'm there. Talk with coach Pennington. Uh, probably talked with him about you know twenty minutes right there in the hallway with everybody around. Okay, still wondering who I am. Yeah, I'm right. there. Who's this dude? Yeah, yeah. and uh, they had just got out of a staff meeting talking about how they needed some help, you know, on defense. And he introduced me to Coach Shell, George Shell, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, I was going over there thinking, you know, he'd bring in you know August, and this this was this was February, mm. and I was like, well, when do you want me to come in and start? He's like, can you start next next week. Yeah, I think I can. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, yeah, geez. Um, and that that was that was uh, you know I was blessed. It just happened to work out that way, and I got started. I've, I've been talking with Coach Shell, helped him out that year with safeties and setting up drills, mm-hmm. learning the defense. And um, our tight ends coach moved over to defense, and the spot opened up. Mm-hmm. And he asked me if I wanted it, and I said absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then I took I took up the tight ends uh, tight ends role. We re, kind of redid our revamped our offense, uh, changed the role of the tight end, and we sure. called it the stinger position. It was tight ends, fullbacks, and a sniffer. And oh, um, I got you. Okay, just because you know, I I like you know the Marine Corps, you know, so versatile. Any climb, any place, you know, I like to, I always said that to the guys. Hey, we can do anything at any time. We are the worst enemy of the de- uh, you know the defenses. We are the literal weapon of the Yellow Jacket. We are the stingers. Right. You know, and I, be, I believe that we, we were that way. We were very versatile and um, 
that's something we had a lot of fun with, mm-hmm. you know, drawing up and sure, executing. Yeah. It, was, it was fun. And uh, Coach Carlson got there right after I took, uh, you know, took over the tight ends, and it uh, just clicked. So mm-hmm. um, working with him and Coach Wilson with the, the box play was awesome. And learning about the RPOs, more about that with Coach Pennington was awesome. And uh, I've been there since, and it, it's awesome. Got to coach an All-American. That was, that was uh, humbling. Humbling. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dante Jones is an unbelievable football player. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's got one more year in him, and they moved him to running back, and he's going to kill it. Yeah. He's going to kill it. That's great, man. You were – You've been all over the place, like literally all over the place. Yes, sir. Around uh, the world twice. That's what's up. up. So, like, what made you know you want to coach football? Like, what what kind of experience did you have in high school for you to know? Hey, I want to coach when I when I get done. Well, uh, football it it kind of it built me. It, it mm-hmm. built me, and I, I seen what it did for me, and it did wonders for me. And uh, I wanted to help other kids and not, you know, other kids be built like that. I wanted, I wanted to help other kids reach their goals and, you know, just build them and equip them for life because, you know, football, it sucks sometimes. Life sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's so many parallels between life, football, mm-hmm. and even, even wrinkle. There's so many parallels. Um, you, know, you, you train, you train, you train, you train, and then you execute. And, you know, it doesn't always go well. Neither does life. And if you can equip someone to be able to handle that and overcome adversity, then they're going to be very well equipped for life. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, my experience in high school was, you know, they, they built me from nothing into a halfway decent football player. Couldn't yeah. catch at all. But really? I was really fast. Really <laughs> fast, though. So you're a perfect DB, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. I tell my DBs all the time you're guys that can't catch the ball, so that's why you play over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's actually where they moved. They moved me to the corner, and uh, I did all right. wasn't great, <laughs> but did all right. But uh, I knew I wanted to coach football, mm-hmm. and then you know I, I I'd always thought it was always you know uh, uh, it's always a thought in the back of my head. You have to be a really good football player, and nobody's going to respect you. But I found out after reading more and more about other coaches while I was in the Marine Corps, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially you know at the college level, some of those guys didn't play college ball. They just they came in, they 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 worked their butts off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, grind it. And I, I, I respected that. And I thought that, Hey, that's, that's what I want to be. I want to grind. I want to outwork. I, I knew there would be a learning curve. I, I knew it. I knew it. And I wanted to outwork it. And I still, to this day, I am always learning. I'm always a sponge. I'm always trying to outwork mm-hmm. and uh, work with, not just outwork. Oh yeah, and, no doubt. Um, that's, that, that, that's the reason I knew I wanted to coach football. Um, did I know what I wanted to coach in football? No, no, but you know, I, I found uh, kind of my my niche with offense. I think mm. I love learning more about offenses, which you got to know a lot about defense to uh, coach mm. offense and vice versa. And you know, my time with the safeties, I think, is really it really helped me. Yeah, no doubt. I, I was a offensive line coach, and I was a defensive coordinator. Uh, my buddy hired me as a DC in 2011. Yeah, 2011. And I was like, Coach, I don't know much about defense. He's like, man, you played offensive line. You know what offenses do. Like, you can coach defense. I think that's so true, though, because I think if you can – if you know both, I think it makes you a better coach. Yes, sir, absolutely. And that, that's that's one thing I, I've really wanted to get into, and that's – you know, I didn't – I am 180 pounds now, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I love offensive line. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the next thing for me. I want to coach offensive line, and I think um, 
uh, I'm ready to accept that challenge. There's so much tech. There's so much. You got to be a technician, mm-hmm. and you got to be able to know leverage. You got to know te- so much about it that it's just appealing to me. It's just, uh, um, I, uh, I want to get into that one day, and I'm excited. So yeah, I get fired up talking about box play. Run! Uh, I love, I love power. Power's, power's it's the best play in the world. Oh, man. it's yeah. God's play. Yeah. yeah, it's like manna from heaven. That's the play. Yeah. yeah, people talk about RPO. Our our offense at Nitro was run power often. Uh, ah, I love it. That's our thing. Love it. Like, we go run power and counter. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Until they stop it. You know. <laughs> so yeah. we've already talked about our thoughts on duo, but. It's power is power. It's power. There's, there's nothing that replaces power. I mean, duo, and we were talking about this, it's power without a puller, mm-hmm. right? But, yes. I mean, you're working some zone rules. Right. But, I mean, is, is so is duo a zone scheme or a gap scheme? Duo is a gap scheme. Okay. Yes. It's it's it's, it's mic back. Um, so, okay. how, how we did it is um, we're, we're going to line up same side, one by one from the quarterback and the gun. Right. Um, Quarterback's going to open up. He's going to read uh, front side, you know, defender. We're going to sh- – uh, back's going to shuffle. He's going to get downhill. Then he's going to read that front side backer. Wherever mm-hmm. that backer fits, we don't. Right. Because we're hoping that double team works up into him because that's what it's all based off of. We're going to work those double teams up. Vertical. Vertical, gotcha. right. We're going to – just like power, you dent the defense. Right. Whereas in counter, you would make a wall. Mm-hmm. But um, – it's 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 a it's it's attitude play. It's a culture play. It is a, a mindset play. Mm-hmm. Uh, power and well, duo now. Duo, yeah. but there, there's so much more to get into with duo. It's it's I'm still learning mm-hmm. every day about duo, and the more and more I learn, yeah, it's it's very tight zone. But at the same time, it's it's more like a compliment, really. It's just catch, right. it's a different flow. You catch those linebackers in that flow, get them caught up in those double teams, and you're just running right by them mm-hmm. at that point. It's just, just slight differences, and that's what makes it. The first time I ever saw it was 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a school called the Providence School of Jacksonville, and Tony Baselli mm-hmm. helped coach our offensive line. His kills were one of our offensive linemen, and we were doing that. We were running duo. We were calling it power without a puller, basically, because uh-huh. he had taken it from NFL. Like, because duo, had, I feel like it was like a like a secret of the NFL for a long time. Like nobody would talk about it. Oh yeah. And then, so like, I was like, so now we're talking about duo. I'm flashing back 2012. Like, Oh yeah. That's what Tony Vasselli was talking about. Like they're double teaming. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's power without a puller. And I'm like, man, it's funny how it's only come about now. Mm-hmm. And the NFL's running it for a long time. Unless I'm mistaken. I think, you know, I think I've been doing it for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, really, um, if you want to talk about miking it back, mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's what power is without a cooler. If you mic'd everything back, if you think about power, that front side combo, it's working back. back yeah. It's working back. And, you know, and now it's just wherever, working everybody right. up. Yeah. The mic is going to be back. Shoot, we run power. We don't, we don't double team. We block back. We get a lot of like run throughs in our conference. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people are like, you got a double team on power, double team. Well, we get a lot of run throughs and we get a lot of odd front. So, okay. Like my center on power and counter, if we get odd, he's always blocking back. So the place I guard is always blocking down on the zero. Mm-hmm. So I don't want a four eye coming through right. or then bringing a run through. Um, I learned that just from playing in college. Like in power, we the center always blocked backside A gap. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how much am I going to teach a true double team? So we just down, down, down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that, that's 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 a really good way to run it, especially if you're getting that. 
that or you can tighten your splits to almost mm -hmm. nothing but yeah. there's there's a million ways to run it that's the best thing about power that's power read and then something i've been looking into i didn't even know existed was a single wing offense oh, i found out about it about a month ago and i've just been yeah wow and the, the crazy part is it's been around since the the team, the night, the mm -hmm. nineteen teams, like nineteen twelve, nineteen during World War One, they were running the. Oh yeah, it. that's it's insane to me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've never heard about it, and it's just so much misdirection. So it's all power counter mm -hmm. we, uh, wedge. Uh, they got the spin series, mm -hmm. uh, and then most most teams have a. Uh, they they have they have a spread system, and you know that's something I've been really looking into. I, I got the the Glacier account, and I've been watching. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I think it's Rick Darrington. Darlington, yeah, Darlington, yeah. that's yeah. the guy. He's a single yeah. man. Like, yeah, I've been guy. watching a lot of what he's doing, what he did yeah, yeah. with Popka, and what he's doing at Enterprise now. And sure. it's, uh, it's uh, for lack of a better term, fascinating. You know? Yeah, um, power. I love it. It's all yeah. That, it's who, Craig Snyder at Winfield runs a lot of Darlington stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, they've got that Ram, the Ram package too. Yeah, it's yeah. A slight, slight variation, and it's. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch. Shoot, you run the quarterback, you're always plus one. That's one of our oh, things. Oh yeah, that, you know. Yeah, and in the single wing, you're always plus seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, no, because um, <laughs> people have a hard time preparing for that. Oh, that's yeah. not something I see around here very much. Right, and it's, it's really hard to prepare for it because you get a because I had to do this when I was at Chapmanville. I had to take that scout offense and prepare for Winfield's offense. Yeah, good luck with that mess. Yeah, and yeah, because one, they're running. The single wing and ran. Two, they're running it quickly. Yeah. So that's it's a lot, lot of yeah, a lot of moving parts there for someone to prepare for in four days. Yeah. Especially no with a scout offense. Uh, the yeah, offense. Yeah. It's yeah. We had last well in nineteen. And we didn't play them this year because of COVID. But like eighteen and nineteen, prepared for them. Thank mm -hmm. goodness we had a bye week before we played them. Mm -hmm. Cause man, trying to get your kids to run that scout card when that's not something you do, they're oh, like, "Coach, yeah. what is this mess?" And you're like, "Hey, this is what they run." You know what I mean? Coach, are there two quarterbacks or two running backs? Yes. Yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely, one thousand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then when you're running with their their guy, um, you know, John Cobert, who was there the past couple of years, and that mm -hmm. guy's like a freaking freight train. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> running power. <laughs> oh yeah. He's a good linebacker as well. He, he's he's he did a lot for that. Um, but yeah, um, learn. I, I love learning more and more about football. That's that's something I, I've, you know, just learning. It's just yeah. I, I don't know how else to put it. I, I love learning about you know O line play the and then meshing the backs with O line mm -hmm. and tight ends. Meshing that's something Coach Carlson taught me a lot. That's how to mesh the box, not just have this scheme and mm -hmm. you know the, run, the running backs do whatever. The running backs and the quarterbacks have to be in complete alignment. Yeah. Because if you get that step wrong and those running backs like we ran what we call mid zone mm -hmm. and or in wide zone. We'll right. talk about wide zone. If, the, if those running backs are coming too fast, yeah. Those linemen are never going to get up to those backers. Right. So the, the footwork of the back, the aiming point of the back, it all has to be in alignment with the blocking scheme, mm -hmm. or you know, you're just moving the move at that point. Yeah, um, I mean, that's something I, I hate is you know, uh, talking with my tight ends. They, 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 whenever we would do our our steps and our duck walks, and just learning how to walk like a blocker, mm -hmm. learning how to take our stance, they would they take their steps and they'd just be, yeah, just la di da di da, and I'm just like, listen. 
you, you got to get some power underneath those heels and all those insteps. You can't be just taking steps to take steps. We got to gain ground. We got to gain ground on, on people. We have to move somebody from point A to point B against their will. So you got to get, get on your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, that's something, you know, every tight end struggles with at first, especially if they never played it. Right. Um, and I had two guys who hadn't played before. So it was mm-hmm. fun. I, I love challenges. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was, a, it was a new challenge every year. Fun stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, wide zone. That was like the thing that in duo, you know, wide zone, the yeah. back, the back and the center should be on the same track. Like I remember listening to uh, Chris Selfo, I think it's his name. He was the tightest coach with the Falcons years ago and they were a big wide zone mm-hmm. team. And like, it's just like people call it outside zone, but it's not it's like not. it's its own thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, in my opinion, the difference between outside zone wide zone is you know outside zone you, you want it to hit outside and if it doesn't hit outside there is a cutback wide you just want it to stretch and puncture yeah i mean that's right that's, that's i mean if it hits outside that's awesome that means attack will did its job and right at the end tried to do something weird and lost mm-hmm. and then we are back to make an adjustment but you know the best thing about wide zone is i mean if, if he doesn't get hat he can still strain and if he can't get that guy he, if he still can't get anything torque him out now b gap's probably going to be wide open depending mm-hmm. on the front depending on how the guards black the block does um and then something we did with wide zone that i thought helped us tremendously and this is something we we did we put in we kind of tampered with it against urbana last year and then kind of was sold on it against university of charleston we we started running the same side wide zone so mm. we, would, we, we started keeping one alignment for our backs for pretty much everything. Mm. So we get all this cross action, this cross action. Now he's taking, he, you know, he's drop stepping and aiming towards the, the tight end or invisible tight end. Yeah, sure. And he, he's coming right toward that area and he's making his reads from the same side. Now it, it's, it's different than pistol. It, yeah. it is. It, it's, um, you know, it's kind of, we didn't have the guys that could do it from, you know, sidecar mm-hmm. we had the guys who could do it from pistol but even when we had a pistol you know we were only doing it from pistol and it's a that, that's a tendency we had to break so mm-hmm. we just started keeping the same alignment that we would keep on everything else and uh, it meshed and we loved it that's awesome. we scored on it the first time we ran no, the only time we ran it against uh university of charleston and it was we were sold since then yeah that's awesome you got the the true like wide zone people will tell you only run under center. I remember watching oh, a yeah. video, a YouTube video, and um, the guy was talking. That's basically what he was saying. Like, if you're going to do this, like as your thing, you have to do it like the like the Rams do in mm-hmm. the NFL, um, under center, and, like stretch it and then boot off it and all that. Oh yeah, and that's that something you know. As a tight end, got boot. We we did out of eleven and well, eleven twenty. We were one personnel offense, mm-hmm. and you know, boots fun off of wide zone. Why has college football gone all to 11? I mean, just 11 and 20 in college is the same thing. It's the same people. Why has college football gone to that, in your opinion? Because, like, everybody runs it now. When you watch it, yeah. It just comes down to versatility. You can do so much with it. Okay. I mean, you can line up, get that, bring that guy in the box, have a plus one player there, or an extra backside cutoff to where it's basically a plus one on the front side. But you, right. it's a hat. And then from there, you can motion him out there, throw a screen to the tight end. He's bigger than everybody out there. Okay. You got two extra blockers. Um, you can put him at fullback. Right. Hand it off to him. In our case, we, we did that some. Okay. Uh, it's just so versatile. Uh, and it, at, you know, when I was with the defense, I noticed one of the hardest things to do is whenever they were going fast and changing temp, uh, not composed of personnel, 
and we would have to hey this is the personnel this is the personnel this is the personnel we had a game plan for every personnel they had uh-huh. they're in that one personnel and do all the personnel formations and schemes out of the one personnel it makes it that much harder when they go fast to like game plan for uh-huh. my, in my opinion because they're in the same personnel group it's the same yeah. personnel group i got you. They, like like i said with the well, how we run wide zone mm-hmm. yeah we're the same you don't know what you're going to get. You're going to get the cross action or you can get same side. You can get downhill. You don't know. Right. And it's, it's the same difference. I mean, it's just so versatile. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you throw another one out there. You got 21. And if you got two guys like the same thing, you can go, go line up in a 10 personnel formation, you know, shift into the backfield. Right. Like, yeah. Like a, basically a double wing or a double tight. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things you can do with it. And, uh, it's fun if you got the personnel. It's very fun. If you don't and you try to run it, Godspeed. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I, I mean, I, I had the same philosophy as, as an officer coordinator. You know, I, I head coach and I call plays. Um, I'm not trying to be in a bunch of different formations. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be in very few, but I can I can attack any area of the field out of any formation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like so, my hit the hit chart on me like on the formations. There's a bunch of different plays. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you can just say, hey, they're only doing this out of this formation. Because then you get, like you say, you get these people pin their ears back and know your tendencies get high. Mm-hmm. Like you're only running this out of this formation. Right. You know, if you run a bunch, then you can't. You can't do that. Exactly. It's and that's so good. It, it's, it's fun when it's rolling. It's, it's fun. Oh, yeah. No doubt, man. Shoot. Well, Coach, we're, we've talked for about 30 minutes. And, man, you've given me some good some good knowledge. I appreciate you coming on this thing, man. And, I appreciate the opportunity, Coach. I appreciate it. This is fantastic. Coach, appreciate you coming on, man. We're going to do this again. Yes, sir. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I just appreciate you sharing your wisdom. Any last words? Um, Go State. I hear you on that. I wait tomorrow. Okay, I hear you, big dog. That's awesome. That is fantastic. Well, Coach, appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.